Proudly presenting Camp Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania's first and only DIY punk rock summer camp. September 1st through 3rd in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Come camp with us for three nights of non-stop punk rock all weekend long, with over 40 bands and tons of activities. Tickets on sale now at camppunksylvania.com. That's camp, P-U-N-K-S-Y-L-V-A-N-I-A.com. See you there! Love this podcast? Consider supporting this show. You decide how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Visit the link in the episode description to support now. Welcome to Your Life the Mixtape presents Headliners. Each week, I am joined by the best and the brightest stars of music from all over the world to find out a little bit about what makes them tick. This week, I am joined uh, by an indie folk artist from Brooklyn. His new single, Scaredy Cat, is out right now, and he's got an EP titled Love in the Lesser coming soon. Please welcome the incomparable talents of Washburn and the River. Hello. Hey there. Thanks so much for having me, Greg. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here today. Um, So let's dive right into this. I, what's what's the most awkward question you've ever been asked in an interview? Ooh, dang, starting with the tough one. <laughs> um, awkward question that I've ever been asked. Um, probably just like, oh, what's an embarrassing story from like early in your career playing a show? Like, give me your worst possible kind of horror story show situation, um, which has only come up once, but it's, uh, especially when you're just trying to get buzz on people, it doesn't actually, it doesn't sh- cast you in a good light, I would say. If, if you could collaborate with any musician, living or dead, who would it be? Um, I think the first thing, firstly, it would be Bonnie Vare. Um, I just have always, he opened up my, my world musically, um, at the beginning of high school. And I've just, ever since I've been sort of pursuing, like trying to do, follow a path that is similar to his in terms of continuing to try to evolve and to not, um, focus too much on what else is going on in the music world and just be true to yourself. And I really am passionate about that. And I just, I just think the worlds that he's created, um, whether they're vast or, or very intimate are just so compelling to me and just the rawness that um, comes through in his music, even when he's doing like super electronic stuff. 
Um, it's just all incredible. Excellent. What is one word you would use to describe your latest project? Um, one word. Um, I would say personal. Um, this is the first time I've produced myself and it's taken me a long time to sort of get the courage and also get the almost out of necessity knowing like, okay, this wasn't working how I envisioned it working with these other producers, however talented they may be. But I think to really understand how to make these songs work, it's really got to come from a different place, especially in the age we live in, like I have to do have my hands in all the things and I cannot just rely on, oh, I know this person's super talented, so I'll be in good hands with them. Um, so yeah, this was a real personal endeavor the past couple year and a half or so, two years. And it feels really good to finally be here, just putting it out and like a real starting point for everything that comes after this with all of the music I've written and been kind of stockpiling while this thing has been coming together. So I, who, who is an artist that if, if they popped into this zoom right now and said, I want you to come on tour with me, who would you drop everything for? Um, Nick Hakeem, um, which he's not exactly, he's not really a folk artist, but he, he's the other side of my inspiration. It's like the soulful alternative indie. He's got his own sound and it's like really, really amazing. Um, I, not as many people know of him, but he's continuing to rise and I think he's getting ready or he's probably going to have a new record out by when this drops. Um, but he's been, I've actually met him a couple of times and he was extremely nice. And like, I remember I bought a guitar pedal from him, like at a flea market basement in Ridgewood in, in like upper Brooklyn, just completely randomly. He was there by himself with like a friend and, and I ran into him on the street. Um, and then I saw him like sell out the Brooklyn Mirage with hiatus coyote opening for them. And that was just insane. Like being in the front row for that. So he has, a, he's like, whenever you can just play, be yourself and all you need is yourself and you can command a room or you can bring a band and like that versatility is really what I'm trying to get to my own stuff. Nice. If you could change one thing about the music industry, what would it be? Um, really how sort of narrow, narrowly channeled it seems to be like, um, it seems to be like very closed off to many people, um, in kind of like an image focused way. Um, so we, you know, it seems like a majority of the playlists and are, are run by a very small group of people that are, you know, aficionados of good music and tastemakers. But then at the same time, the major labels have such a high stake in that. Um, and even though anyone can put out music nowadays and people, they can find their audience, 
it feels like if you're not following a certain script that's very formulaic and if you're not one of that pack then you're kind of not allowed um and i feel like a big part of making art is what is what are you trying to say what is your what is your reason for this and i think this process of of filtering and watering down everything kind of we lose a bit of like the deeply meaningful we lose access to like deeply meaningful stuff that we really need right now um and realness is super important to me so i i do butt heads with with how i want to convey my image and 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 how that promotion should be um and how do i say authentic but also fulfill like catering to a wider audience um and i've been figuring it out i've been getting a bigger understanding over the years and i'm and i'm starting uh someone that i met at a party recently said that like your authenticity when it comes to your art is a personal relationship and your ability to meet your fans where they're at is sort of your responsibility as an artist and that I didn't I never framed it that way before and I was like how can I be authentic and meet these people um and realizing that oh I can stay authentic to my art personally from in a personal way to the people that are in my inner circle the close people in my life and then for this for reaching the masses there has to be a way a marketable way to do that and you can't just give yourself to hundreds of thousands of people like flat and and people are going to take it that way so um so i think i'm starting to at least gain a, a much stronger sense and not be stubborn about uh you know how i promote or how i uh represent my my work so what what's the venue uh that that you're dying to play who i mean i would love to to play i would love to i mean even somewhere like the bowery ballroom would be would be a sick place to play um maybe like the troubadour in la would be a dream um you know um just just a bigger something with a bigger platform i'd love to try to open for bigger artists um i really love like elsewhere and in brooklyn and they have like different stages but some of their bigger stages are really nice um yeah um but also festivals i think festivals are really great and getting into that scene that would be a dream. Um I've done like some tours that are smaller for older releases and um I'd love to start to get consistent touring throughout like parts of the year. Um and because I'm going to be releasing a lot of music past the CP and try to make that a consistent thing. Um so this is really the start of that. Awesome. What do you what do you think is uh your your worst habit during the songwriting process? Oh, that's an easy one. Um my worst habit is that 
I write a song too fast, um, which is like meaning that like I'm someone who comes up with the ideas really quick. I've done songwriting is like kind of my, I would say, strongest thing that I've ha- done for the longest. And so I'm really good at like getting into that writing process and getting stuff going and not stopping until it's done. But my weakest thing is like, okay, I wrote this out. I got all these parts together. Um, But then when I go back to edit, it's like editing that like expression that was unfiltered and felt really, really good going back and like taking a fine tooth comb and then thinking, oh, maybe I want to have this rhyme here and taking a step back from like what what we were talking about, like the personal versus like, okay, wider, maybe I should change this word and put in a word that's more accessible and less like, like niche in terms of what I'm talking about. Um, so having to make decisions like that um, once you're past like the initial writing and you're in the sort of like arranging and and filling out and like oh do I like how do I want to structure what I know is something that has weight to it. Thanks. What's a song that anytime you hear it on on like Spotify or the radio or something that you're like, damn, I wish I had written that. <laughs> oh man there's some honestly this this i'm surprised that i'm saying this but like that new harry Styles song that (laughs) i can't stop hearing everywhere i remember my girlfriend showed me it and we were driving back from the beach and it was like a beautiful day and she just put it on in the middle of our our road trip back from the rockaways and it was the perfect vibe and we just like I was like, I can't not like this. Like, I'm so like, I can't not be singing this. And if it comes on in like a Walgreens, like I'm going to be like doing a little jig in line, like checking out like that's, yeah, it's just, they got that one. There's a few like that that come around. Um, I think pop is like making like a return to like quality um, for whatever, wherever it was. Um, I mean, there was always good pop here and there, but like overall, I, I see like pop music strengthening um, in in the in the writing. Um, but that one's just, that slaps. It's a slapper. <laughs> Describe your perfect day. Hmm. Perfect day is nothing's on the agenda. Um, I'm in a beautiful place. Um, for me, I would say Cape Cod, Massachusetts. That's where a lot of the inspiration from originally Washburn and the river, that name is sort of derived from there. So just waking up, got all my friends are just chilling at home and we're like, what are we going to do today? Maybe we'll go to the beach and cook some great food and just having a very free day and there's music and there's instruments kind of lying around and arts being made and connections are being made and you can kind of just like feel the love that's 
so whatever that that could be a lot of things you know but that's like that communal experience coupled with the nature and just good people and i love my friends i have some of the best friends and so just having them all in one city or in one place i'd be yeah excellent what's a song lyric yours or someone else's um that's always stuck with you Hmm. That's, that's an interesting question because lyrics can be, feel so random for me. Um, I've, I, I had a very big, um, Elliot Smith, like phase this past summer. Um, and some of his lyrics are really, really powerful when they're not like super depressing. I was just like, had never listened to him and, um, was just so, um, like, whoa, his songwriting just took me away, like completely. So I was, it wasn't that I was in a super dark place, but I was just like getting super nerdy about his writing and, and, and loving and trying to learn how to play stuff. And he's got one song called Better Be Quiet Now. I think it's on the four, uh, figure eight record. And he's like, He's like, I was he's something I'm paraphrasing, but he's like, I had a dream where I was getting screamed in the, there was an army man screaming in my face and I was just had to stand there and like, take it. Um, and, and this idea of like, putting, of kind of putting yourself underneath everything else. And that's something I can relate to or sort of putting yourself last. Um, something I actually write about in one of the songs on the EP. Um, this like putting your best self last. Um, but that you like, sometimes you feel like you have to do that to be safe or to take care of yourself or, um, and then other times you're like trying to do the opposite of that. And you're like, no, like I put like, this is what I care about. And so I need to like represent, myself like as I should and not like be the self-deprecating mess that's like so he's just like he really validates like when I go to that place it's really great to hear like his music um it's just one of the best of all time what's your favorite cuss word <laughs> Uh, like a British one, like Boulder Dash or something. <laughs> I don't even know if that's a cuss, but like, uh, that's fun. Just like weird stuff. I, I never like to say the same thing. Um, I mean, I'm a big F-bomb dropper, uh, a big, or just like take two and mix them together. Like, fuck shit. Like, nice. Yeah, like something like that's always fun. Um, I'm never I'm always trying to like not say the same thing. So I, I do reach for like weird stuff. I'm, I'm a very silly guy when it comes to just like my vernacular, I guess. Nice. <laughs> what is your favorite Beyonce song? Mm. 
So I've actually been doing some Beyonce because I do, uh, I have, I run some groups, um, music groups as one of my jobs um, and they request Beyonce. Um, and I mean, Halo, it's another one of those pop songs that is so amazing. I know she didn't write that one, but it doesn't matter. Like her version is incredible. Um, yeah. Um, I, the other ones I, I can't get behind. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm so much more of a Solange guy. Like I have to say nice. so much okay. more like I'll allow it. Yeah. <laughs> what's, uh, what's something that people would be surprised that you own? Hmm. Ooh. Whew. What something that people would be surprised that I own? Um, I mean, my guitar is like a hundred years old. Oh wow! Um, well, it's it's ninety years old, but I always I've made jokes at shows. I'm like, how old do you think this guitar is? Um, so that's definitely really cool. It's like um, a Parlor Regal from a pawn shop in Harlem. Um, trying to think i have a lot of like knickknacks um and like little personal treasures some that i've gotten on trips traveling um from other countries i know that hmm i mean if you just dug into my record collection you'd find some gems nice say that much if there was a musical Mount Rushmore for you, who would be on it? I love this question. So does that mean I have to pick four or five? Um, it, hey, it's your musical Mount Rushmore. Sure. Okay. Um, oh, man, it's, it's always hard to limit, but uh, I'm going to have to put Bonnie Vare in there for sure. Um, I'm going to have to put Bob Dylan in there. Um, Grizzly Bear feels like it de it's deserving of a spot in there because of how big they are to me. Um, and uh, I mean, Maybe Joni Mitchell or the Beatles would, would fall in there. And like, uh, maybe like Fleet Foxes, nice. honestly, they've been, because of like how they've pushed like experimentally and, and yeah, that would probably be my five, but there's so many more. Like <laughs> I would, ha I'm more comfortable like with 10, I think, but yeah. Okay. Describe your music using only colors. Okay, it's like blue and gray, earth tones, maybe some some foresty greens, and mm, definitely this. There's a red and blue kind of hot and cold energy thing. 
that is especially with this record um but like warm colors and then some deep grayish blues nice yeah so you are the you're putting together like a super group um yeah who who are the other members yeah so super group that i'm involved with so let's get uh let's get stevie wonder in there i forgot to put him on my rushmore but he's in there um let's get him in the group let's get um i'm gonna go with daniel rawson from grizzly bear um the guitar player and one of the key songwriters he's in there um we're gonna get um on drums just uh freaking who's that who's that crazy drummer whoever uh (laughs) (laughs) let's make it weird let's get ringo star in there nice um, on drums just to be tasteful and weird (laughs) and uh let's get uh yeah and me and uh you know what so solange to bring in the vocals. Yeah. So the uh, the music industry bigwigs come down from on high and uh, they they push a stack of cash at you and they say that you are allowed to cover one song from any artist catalog. Money is no option. We're going to record it. We're going to tour on it. We're going to do music videos the, the whole nine. What song do you pick? for this one song to record. Yep. Um, let me see. Um, what's, Forever Young by Bob Dylan. Nice. Um, that song goes really hard. Um, I also love to like makes recreate songs in like weird ways or like take something out of the original world and bring it to a new world, give a new twist on it. Um, so I feel like that one could be really interesting. Nice. I, what's a song that you've written that you feel like would be perfect for a film soundtrack? Um, I've written like some piano pieces because piano is like what I started with, even though I write more on guitar now. Um, So there's like some instrumental tracks or like some quieter ones that I like that I haven't released yet, but I'm planning to release. Um, um, Yeah, there's a lot. Um, (laughs) There's a lot. I would say from what I have out it would probably be um the song called park dream which was on a record from 2019 and and it sort of has a romantic thing to it but it's also like just out of reach and it tells a story of a dream that i had of meeting someone romantically like in a park like locking eyes from across the park and then just becoming magnetically drawn to each other. Um, 
it all the feeling and, and being in sort of a feeling spiral. So I think that would be cool in like an indie film. Nice. <laughs> so this next question is kind of a choose your own adventure uh, type thing. Um, I have three of the most cliche questions that musicians get asked in interviews and I'll let you uh, <laughs> pick one that you would, you would like to answer today. Uh, your choices are, who are your influences? What got you started in music? Or what is your creative process like? Um, why don't, let's talk about what got me started. I feel like I talked a bit about my creative process and, and my influences. So, okay. so I'm like, when I was, I mean, I, I had a piano in my, in my house growing up. Um, I start, I, I've always been, I was a very curious kid and, and, playing music, but what really brought it to another level is like going through stuff as a kid and then like just going to this piano to like pour myself out into and not really having another outlet to do that. I mean, I was like a lot of kids like hanging out with friends, playing video games and, you know, pretty, but I didn't really know how to express my emotions and they when I when I would get emotional it would just come really strong and so I started writing music to just have that as an outlet and I was like oh my gosh this is giving me so much of an impact that what would it be like if I could create that impact for other people um and that really just set me slowly on that on that path um and and then later on i picked up the guitar because i was like i was getting really into folk music i was getting really into indie folk and and i just started teaching myself to play guitar um and we start i even though the band started with my best friend on guitar me on keys and both of us singing recording in my basement then we split off for college and i just took the reins of the whole project um we're still best friends and he's he was super talented, but he, you know, he's a chef, he's a photographer. He's one of those people who does a million things very well. And his musical abilities, he was just like, you know, fully supportive. And he actually did a lot of the photo stuff um, nice. for me. So, so yeah, just like when you really, I've, I've have, I feel like I'm really compelled to, to keep pushing forward and get better and, because I feel like I have a lot to say. I have a, a unique perspective on life um, that I've been developing for a while. And I'm very much like my own person. Like I'm not, like I, I'm very aware of trends. I'm very aware of like what's popular, what's not, but I'm very, but I wanna help show other people that they can be comfortable being themselves and being the realest way, form of that self. And as an adult now, I'm like healing from so much trauma and like working to like really understand life in deep ways because I'm super curious about all of the all of how life really works and really shit, helping people wake up with this music and helping people be compassionate towards themselves, towards others, and understand that like 
life is about feeling things and allowing ourselves to be open and curious and 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 spending time to really understand our true feelings and reflecting um and giving space for that so i hope the music can like facilitate that um to some degree or like inspire someone to to be more curious about the world and and i think with these songs you can really look into them and and find a lot of deep meaning and and that's that's something that i really try to uh to write with that's i mean that's my that's where i'm always focused on um is giving giving something that you can really dive into deeply what is your strangest pre-show ritual well you know i don't like to do things the same way all the time but um i like to keep things fresh um my strangest pre-show ritual is probably probably to like eat an entire giant meal before the show. Like, I remember I heard a story, um, like Babe Ruth, like the old baseball player, he used to eat like an entire chicken or something before <laughs> he would play a game. Um, and I tried playing a show on an empty stomach, but it made my nerves like so much more jittery. And wow. I was like, and I'm not gonna end up eating until like way later. If I don't, I'm gonna be having a few drinks. So like, I try to make sure, like it's really nice if I can have time to cook for myself and just sit down almost like a holiday like meal. Like it's like, okay, can I just like take a breath and have this nice prepared food that I made for myself and then be ready to go. Um, but whatever that could be, it could be a million things. So. Nice. Do you consider yourself an artist or an entertainer? Definitely an artist. Um, just because like, I, as a person, like I'm, I'm actually like a guy who loves to joke around and, I, and people that know me think I'm a funny guy. Um, I'm not just saying that, but but my music, I can't do that with my music because my music's so like, I don't want to say serious, but it's just like, it's about like real stuff. And and so, um, but, but finding a way to like be funny with that, I think Phoebe Bridgers is a great example um, of like being able to have real music and then like also be able to joke around. Um, but I think if I were to grow my my act my whole like thing then I, I would definitely bring in more entertainment elements but i do think like in the creation of the art um there could be entertainment like i'm working on a really special project right now for a special song where we're where we're doing an animation short that goes oh, wow. with that and it's gonna be like anime inspired and it's like this really weird track that I made where um, I was having a really heart to heart phone call with a close friend. And then without him knowing we were getting towards the end of the call, I hit record on my phone and I made a voice memo 
and then we kept it going. So it was organic conversation. And and I listen to a lot of podcasts, but I like I put the voices on both sides of the stereo field. And then I, it was such it was such an emotion heavy thing that I just sat down at the piano, which is my natural improv instrument, and just like recorded this whole improvised thing underneath the conversation, just feeling it out. And then I just built this whole kind of soundscape um, and added all these layers. Uh, and it just turned into this randomly, like really, and it's sort of like messy and, um, but there's an arc to it and it's different than anything else I've ever made. And then a friend of mine was like, this is really cool. I'd love to like make this animation. So whenever that is done, like that'll be something special for hope for sometime this winter, I hope. Uh, but that could be entertaining. <laughs> That's that sounds really cool. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> How many alarms does it take to uh, get you out of bed in the morning? I'm really bad in the mornings. I have to admit, like I, I'm to I'm not a routine person. Like I. I get really like avoidant of stuff. Um, I'm a night owl. Um, so it might be two alarms, not a ton of alarms, but it may be that I'm just like kind of a slug. Um, but I'm really working on that. I'm trying to, um, because I, my work, I don't, I mean, some days I have to wake up for work and then other days I don't. So my schedule is like so variable that, um, that could be something that would really help is just like, but you know, um, I don't like to, I'm trying to be easy on myself and not be like, all right, like you're out of bed and now get going. Like <laughs> that just feels like not a way I want to live my life. But at the same time, you know, time is money as they say. So. Uh, what do you think is the biggest misconception about musicians? Hmm. Probably that they're just definitely that they're either talented or they're not. Like people don't realize the work that goes into it. A lot of musicians put a ton of work in that they don't share and then they and then they share the finished product and you don't see anything and so there's that wonderment that's mystique um but people are like wow like this person's so talented they just got the gift um but a lot of people are talented is the truth and it's like a lot of people could like with the right support with the right team around them be something special um and with the right work ethic but the people that do it are hustlers and they would they can't be doing anything else to get there um and yeah it takes it takes a lot of work and um just being talented or not it's it can sort of diminish it's like oh yeah you're just talented so you get to live this this life but uh it's not the most glamorous when you're stuck on a tour bus for nine months out of the year or whatever, uh, eating ramen. So. <laughs> I, what's, what's the moment in your career that you're most proud of? 
Hmm. Interesting. Um, I've, on, like a couple times that I've traveled to other countries and I've had musical experiences there that were really powerful. Um, that's really hard to say, like, um, I've had a few shows that I felt overwhelmed with, like, how well it was received. And I don't know if that's pride or just like, holy cow, like, that went way better than I could have hoped. Um, I'm trying to think of a specific, but honestly, I'm really proud of this record. And, and there's, there's a lot of that. There's, um, I, I think right, like right now, like I didn't know, if, like I've said it before, like, but I was like, I didn't know if I was going to get to this place and just to get here and have this record done and be on to like playing shows to support the music and everything. It was like, not, it's not been a given for me because I've been doing everything myself now. And, um, and yeah, just that I'm not like, I'm proud that I haven't given up on myself and I've been able to watch myself grow into the artist that I am now. And that has just taken me longer. And then I've, I've sort of embraced the fact that like, I'm a late bloomer and, and this was kind of the path that I needed to get here. Um, and that's, and that's just part of who I am. And I think accepting myself in that way and being like, okay, like, I'm just proud, proud of that. Nice. So I, we're going to, we're going to take it back a little bit. I, what is the first song that you remember hearing? Okay. Um, I remember as a kid, the music that it was probably a song by the Beatles. Um, Love me do. Um, some of the first music I heard, my dad was a child of the 60s, and so I heard a lot of Beach Boys and the Beatles. Um, that one album, kind of greatest hits album, that was that was in there for me. And then the other side of the coin, which is a little bit more out there, is uh, video game music. Like, because I was a huge gamer nerd and Pokemon as a kid. <laughs> And that music and then Nintendo, other games, maybe Mario, Zelda, whatever, like the music of those games was super inspiring. The worlds of those games at the time, I don't really play game video games. I mean, I do like occasionally I still love it. I don't have time, but like that music was so powerful. Um, and that was like before I even realized like what I was listening to. It was just, you know, so yes. If you could start your career over from the moment you decided to pursue music, would you do anything differently? Hell fucking yeah. Um, <laughs> I've made so many mistakes in my career. Um, like in terms of just, I didn't know better. Like at the time, like I just didn't know that you're not, like when you make a record, you're not supposed to cold DM like 200 people in your friends list in college and just not even say anything, just drop the music in there. And just like the stupidest stuff 
Um, and, you know, playing, being unprepared for shows. I mean, I still, I'm sort of, I'm a little bit of a, a hot mess with shows. Like I just like there's, there's highs and there can be some lows and like being more prepared just for everything. Um, yeah, but, but like I said, I've sort of embraced that now, but, um, but how I think putting out music that didn't need to come out yet. And, uh, instead of, I think being a bit more patient with just like, okay, I made this thing. Let me like figure out what's next and really learn instead of just like, go, 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 um, with no idea what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. So. What keeps you up at night? Um, I mean, I have my, I kind of go back and forth with self-doubt and also um, just, I think about a lot of things with, uh, with the world, um, things going on and people that I know that are going through tough things and close people that are close to me and trying to support them and, and worrying about them. Um, so I've been, I've had my fair share of that. And, uh, um, and yeah, and just this, just wanting to prove myself, just, uh, just being like, okay, like I'm not done. Like people have not seen what I know I'm capable of and it's going to be great when I can, can do that, um, fulfill that a little bit more. Um, so yeah, kind of those. Nice. Okay. Would you, uh, going going back to Harry Styles for a minute, uh, would you ever consider trying out acting? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I did do theater when I was younger. Um, I have a few friends who are successful actors. Um, the one thing that kind of steered me away when I was getting more involved with it through middle school, high school is I do like realism a lot and I like being myself and I didn't like playing another character. Um, I'm not like, I'm all for theatrics, but it just, it, it didn't feel like right to me. But what I love with with movies and I love anything that's realism. So anything that's set in the real world um, is great. Um, I love the Safdie brothers. I love like grittiness, but also dramas and psych and, or, or it could be like sort of a take off the real world, like even sci-fi. That's great. Um, but yeah, I think if I wasn't doing music, this is sort of a different question, but I would love to be writing sketch comedy or like writing stories for film or TV. I feel like I would be great at that um just coming up with ideas yeah so tell uh tell us about uh scaredy cat and uh love in the lesser what what can people expect from from um i think well there's a, yeah so it's like a bedroom indie um so you can expect that there'll be melodies you can sing along to there will be a variety of sounds um there's gonna be but it's all gonna be kind of um homey 
I guess, for lack of a better word, like homemade and and some interesting interesting sounds and some easy listening and uh and then some worlds we can dive into like the fourth track is the one like really true folk track on the record and that um is expansive though it's not it's not like just a guitar and a vocal and and whatever it's it really kind of goes deep um that one was like putting together a tapestry um so yeah i think i hope people are sort of surprised and i'll be curious to see like compared to some of the music i put out before how people feel about the new music and uh hopefully they'll like it as much as i do um because i definitely think it's a step up yes and what what does the future hold for you what's what's next what's next is putting out a lot more music um, a lot more music and, um, even like, since I haven't put out music in a couple of years, like I want to put together a compilation of bonus material from things from the past three or four years, just to sort of mark, close that chapter in terms of like all these things I've been working on things, maybe some demos, maybe some tracks that weren't released because they didn't fit in anywhere. And then pushing forward into a new year that like with, I'm planning to record an EP to follow this one up. Um, I have most of those songs written already and I have a, some side projects in the works. So I, I'm just gonna keep this train rolling and, and try to be consistent with putting stuff out, playing the shows and just trying to enjoy life and, and uh, not take any of this for granted. Um, thank you uh, so much for being here today. I, I have I have enjoyed this immensely, and I am I am very much looking forward to uh, the the EP and everything that you do in the future. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Um, this has been great, and I feel like I've been on my game today. So I appreciate it. This has been a Rod Wharton production in association with Spring Break 83 Entertainment. All rights and trademarks reserved. No portion of this podcast shall be reproduced commercially without explicit consent.